Ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, the Anchor Podcasting Network is proud to bring you the Someday Award-winning podcast, Double Tap, presented by Mulraney Media. I am your host, Mike Mulraney. This is the podcast for best practices in social media, news affecting the industry, and a discussion about freelancing and consulting. Welcome to episode six of Double Tap, presented by Mulraney Media. I am your host, Mike Mulraney. Now we are back on our late Tuesday, early Wednesday episode drop. After missing a couple of days last week, where with travel and the finishing of the Mulraney Media website, last week's episode came out on Friday. Don't worry though, we have a full episode for you today. We are leading off with Facebook and the NBA coming to an agreement on NBA highlights. This topic is briefly discussed on our Instagram channel, our IGTV. Then we will move on to YouTube cracking down on conspiracy theories, Facebook cracking down on anti-vaxxers, and we will finish with Instagram's direct messaging expanding into the desktop. This is the news story I'm most excited to get to. It was originally fourth out of the four topics when I wrote out today's episode, but I'm so excited about it because I'm such a huge basketball fan that this week, over the NBA All-Star Weekend, Facebook announced that the NBA, the WNBA, and the National Basketball Association's Developmental League, the G League, will have their highlights posted on Facebook Watch. This is not Facebook's first foray into sports. As we all remember, last year Facebook Watch Watch rolled out exclusive Major League Baseball games. These games weren't, for instance, in New York, You couldn't go to SNY TV and see the Mets game. They were playing in the afternoon and they were on Facebook Live. Facebook Watch also has a pair of basketball shows. First, it's had a few seasons. Ball in the Family, which follows the patriarch patriarch of the Ball family, LeVar Ball whose son is Lonzo Ball, a point guard for the Lakers. LeVar is a charismatic media presence who skyrocketed to national fame when he spoke into existence that his son from Los Angeles, who played at UCLA, Lonzo would be taken by the Lakers, and that LeBron James was coming to the Lakers. Both of those things It appeared that LeVar had spoken to existence. Then he had a brief cable news foray foray after his second son, when he went on a UCLA basketball trip, was caught shoplifting, and then eventually had to have the State Department intervene and bring his son home. His son then dropped out of UCLA, LiAngelo, He has a third son, LaMelo, who is quite the basketball prospect as well. LeVar's uh, virtual cartoon character, uh, 
He's funny. He's outrageous. And he kind of carries the show. Steph Curry, the NBA MVP, multiple-time champion, three-point specialist, has a documentary coming out on Facebook Watch this year. He is the son of Del Curry, who is an NBA journeyman, a great sharpshooter in his time. And Facebook Watch also carried No Script with Marshawn Lynch, the Oakland Raiders running back in the year he was retired from the NFL. It was basically Marshawn Lynch sitting in a room watching people do outrageous things, whether it be Red Panda, the unicycling juggler, or whether they were in those giant plastic balls people run into each other at full speed with, or playing practical jokes. Marshawn Lynch was kind of a uh, charismatic performer that carried that show. So now the NBA, the WNBA and the G League will be hosting their highlights. This will be several hours after the game has ended. The NBA has been the most progressive sports league for quite some time, including allowing individuals to film their sporting events to post them freely on their social media accounts, to create their own GIFs, to create their own photos or videos. Adam Silver has long embraced technology as a way to grow the game. And Facebook Watch is looking to continue a foray into sports. I believe Facebook did bid on the Thursday Night Football rights that eventually went to Amazon Prime. So Facebook is looking to break into more of the sports marketplace as people continue to cut their cords. And the NBA, it's a great way for the NBA to continue its growth amongst millennials. It's the fastest growing sports league between, um, from those between 18 and 35. I expect this will continue the growth of the WNBA the G League will see great success with this as well as the G League becomes more revamped as a more developmental league rather than a place where not every team even had a developmental team. Now they all do. I expect the NBA's new league in Africa to be presented on Facebook Watch so we can get to know more names from the players across the globe the NBA taking a great step here. Facebook Watch taking a great step as it continues to expand. Facebook Watch will continue to grow and continue to place new eyes on Facebook. It's a great deal for both Facebook and the NBA moving forward. Let's talk about conspiracy theories. Sure, it makes for a great show on Netflix. About 80% of the History Channel's new programming. And it feels like it makes up about the same as YouTube's. Conspiracy theories like the Earth being flat. Now, sure, this has been debunked for centuries. And that everything we know... To be true is that the Earth is in fact round like every other planet in the solar system. And in fact the Earth revolves around the Sun. Now, YouTube 
has a misinformation problem much like Facebook has. Earlier this year, YouTube announced that it will reduce conspiracy videos in recommendations and that conspiracy videos or misinformation videos will be moved further down the search rankings. It will become more difficult to find these videos unless you really dig in and work to find them. The Flat Earth conspiracy theory has seen new light over the last week as Texas Tech researchers attended two different Flat Earth conventions and interviewed 30 attendees about how they came to be convinced that the Earth was, in fact, flat. Almost all of the attendees, 29 out of 30, believe they consider the Earth to be round within the last two years. And all of them said, excuse me, all 29 of them said, that the reason for changing their minds were conspiracy theories on YouTube. And in fact, the 30th said that relatives of his had seen the videos and told him about it. We all know that social media has not exactly been great for the public discourse. Anyone who has tweeted anything out remotely political can tell you that. Anybody who has been in a Facebook comment section or traveled into the mess that is the YouTube comment section can tell you that these social networking sites aren't exactly beacons of philosophical and educational debate. We know that YouTube and Facebook have had these misinformation problems and that they have received new scrutiny in light of the Cambridge Analytica scandal in 2016 involving Facebook. YouTube will allow these videos to stay up, but they will be dropped down in search rankings and removed from recommendations, which is great considering that almost all of these interviews revealed that they were watching videos regarding other conspiracies, be they related to 9-11, the moon landing, or the Sandy Hook school shooting, before YouTube offered up Flat Earth videos for them next, which is obviously a victory for the algorithm, but a net loss for society. You, I like the move that YouTube will remove these from recommendations and hide them from searches. It, it doesn't give the individual access to a claim of deplatforming. It's just going to use its own algorithm to hide these videos from those who might not otherwise seek them. The flat earth theory is no longer just for lovable weirdos from the NBA like Kyrie Irving. It is now taken grasp of a sizable chunk of our population. The best way not to lionize or martyr these kinds of conspiracy theories or conspiracy theorists from the belief that a deep state or a big tech is coming out to silence them is to allow their videos to stay, but do not draw attention to them. YouTube is doing that 
I feel like Google is doing the right thing here in hiding these kinds of conspiracy videos. Most of these videos are very well done through people with Adobe uh, workshop skills, and they're all very well done with voiceovers. And when you have repeated viewing of them, it's easy to see how this kind of misinformation campaign can take hold in America or take hold anywhere. So Google, in a proactive measure to help fight misinformation, is not deplatforming conspiracy videos, but in fact making them much more difficult to find, putting real information out there in front of people that in fact the Earth is round, the United States did set foot on the moon, and that most and that all of these horrific events did in fact occur and that the tech giant will work to stay on top of conspiracy theories as they arise and that I'll be more receptive to complaints of misinformation in the future. And I for one appreciate that and I look forward to more efforts from Google, Facebook, and Twitter to stamp down on misinformation campaigns, be they through advertisement or organic content. Speaking of misinformation campaigns, Facebook is in the news again for another one. As measles outbreaks hit multiple states in the United States, roughly 20 years after measles was believed to be eradicated because of the victories of vaccination, Facebook has anti-vaccine groups that over the last year have had their ads viewed between 1.6 and 5.2 million times. The vast majority of these ads, roughly 72% of them, target women over 25. This is all coming from the Daily Beast report of last week, specifically in their newsletter, Pay Dirt. Facebook has announced that through this misinformation campaign, that anti-vax groups will be dropped from search results and groups you should join. Facebook claimed that the in your specifically targeted advertisement box, Facebook allowed individuals to promote content to nearly 900,000 users that it characterized as vaccine controversies. Now, Facebook said that an algorithm puts forward and categorizes each individual user. I tend to believe that because Facebook, if you ever go in to your sponsored advertisement page for your personal Facebook, there are hundreds upon hundreds of boxes that Facebook has put you in because of how you have interacted with everything you have ever interacted with on Facebook, everything you've ever liked, everything you've ever clicked on, every word you've ever posted, it all puts you into a Facebook advertising window. So, of course, the algorithm created something for vaccine 
truthers or vaccine controversies, whether or not it was possible to stop the algorithm from ever creating something associated with vaccine controversies or being anti-vax is an is a question for tech developers that I'm not capable of answering. But still, moving forward again, like what happened with Google and YouTube, it's great to see Facebook, when this is brought to attention, working quickly to remove vaccine controversies from any sort of specific targeting. It's great to see that Facebook is working in removing this content and working toward not letting people go astray into these groups. This also, like we saw with Google and YouTube in the previous segment, prevents these users from claiming deplatforming or that some big tech deep state is working to silence their real truth, as they would put it, and it allows for users to re-engage with Facebook as an information source, as a truthful information source. Specifically, I'm upset that Facebook doesn't have the same kind of rules and regulations governing medical advertisement as it does with political advertisement. As we've seen in the growth of measles cases in the United States and with the World Health Organization listing reluctance or refusals to get vaccines as a top threat to global health this year, we need Facebook to crack down on these kinds of medical advertisements the way they crack down on political advertisements. As a registered political ad buyer with Facebook, I had to provide my government ID. I had to get a letter in the mail with a specific code that I then put in to prove that I was an American citizen with an American address so I can buy American political Facebook ads. I'm unsure of how medical advertisement like this would work on Facebook, whether or not you want to limit it to doctor's offices, individuals perhaps taking a picture of their medical license in an effort to buy medical ads, to cross-reference hospitals or doctor's offices with listed addresses for the ad buyer or for the credit card associated with the ad. But something has to be done beyond removing these groups from groups you should join from that algorithm or from lowering the chances of you seeing these in the search bar. These kinds of advertisements and how they're marketed may or may not have led to these measles outbreaks, but they certainly are putting out information that the medical community has deemed to be untrue, that the medical company, that the medical world has largely eradicated these illnesses because of these vaccines. These vaccines have been used for decades in an effort to get us through 
and eliminate the smallpox and measles and mumps and polio that ruined lives, that took lives for centuries. We have medically moved past these diseases and yet these organizations continue to put out misinformation regarding the safety of vaccines in an effort to scare parents away from getting these much-needed vaccines. And Facebook and YouTube and Google and Twitter must move in an effort like they did with political ads after the 2016 election. They must face this next grave misuse of their platform in a way that prevents this from happening again. I'm not sure what exactly that move is, but I would like to see verified medical individuals, people in the medical field, only be able to purchase advertisements in regards to medical procedures like vaccinations. We cannot allow amateur researchers and amateur medical and amateur individuals interested in the medical field to manipulate Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google ads in an effort to spread misinformation and use these platforms in a way that they're not supposed to be used for. So I hope that when Facebook rolls out these medical guidelines in the next couple of weeks as their public relations staff has told multiple news organizations that they lock this down and make it as difficult to buy medical ads as it is to buy political ads because they face the same misinformation campaigns. All right, let's end with something light. This originally was topic number one, but I switched them for the NBA and Facebook Watch. This is Instagram direct messages. They're getting a beta version for the desktop version of Instagram. For some reason that I necessarily can't explain, I love the Instagram desktop client as a way to view stories, as a way to view pictures, I like the search function better. I like to comment on there better. It could be my preference to work with an actual keyboard over typing on my phone. I'm the same weird way with emails. I always prefer to use my laptop over my phone. But Instagram is rolling out a beta version of its direct messages. Over half of all Instagram users engage in direct messaging on the platform. Better communication is always better. This is Facebook's way of betaing Instagram on desktop the same way Facebook Messenger is, the same way WhatsApp is. This is all going in on the great streamlining of late 2019, early 2020, when all of Facebook's messaging clients will be under one roof. I am curious as to whether or not this kind of direct messaging on desktop and the beta versions going out. Will you be able to direct message through stories? 
one of the number one ways to interact with a brand or interact with your friends is to send a couple of emojis that automatically pop up when you hit the typing bar on any story or send a quick message to your friend about their story. And that's something that's unavailable right now in the desktop version that I would like to see. Another thing that as the quiz feature that we spoke about a couple episodes ago is rolled out, along with the polling aspect of stories, you can't vote on the desktop client. Every time you click on a story, it just pauses the story. So if we're going to better allow for the desktop client to have more features that we would expect it to, I would love to see this beta version include voting in polls. That way, wherever somebody accesses your content or your client's content or your brand's content, they can vote. They don't have to close the desktop app, go right to their phone, go back to your account and click on your stories to go vote. You don't lose out on those. You don't lose out on why this user didn't vote in your poll or didn't vote in your quiz if they're subscribed to your newsletter or anything like that. You can tell, especially now that I think about it, especially if they're subscribed to your newsletter, now that Instagram provides links to your stories, it would only make sense for if somebody accessed that newsletter on a desktop or a laptop to be able to interact with it the way they would in the app. So with these betas, there's a lot of questions to be answered. Right now, it looks like it's just back and forth, user-to-user messaging. There's been nothing said about this beta in terms of interacting with stories or polls. These are all features I would imagine would come down the line as Instagram and Facebook continue to merge their properties, continue to merge with WhatsApp. I do expect that you will never be able to upload your images into the desktop client like you can with Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. I imagine for as long as it'll be Instagram, you're going to have to upload it through your phone. It's unique. It really inspires the instant, the spontaneity that Instagram originally came out with, that you take a picture, you go through the filters, you pick one, you post it, you don't wait. Um, so I always imagine that we're going to have that as long as we're going to have Instagram. I do sort of expect that IGTV and Live will eventually be able to be accessed through laptops or through camera equipment like you would with Facebook Live. That seems like that's going to be more streamlined. But in terms of direct messaging on desktop, I would like to see this beta version be more useful in terms of stories. I mean, 500 million people access stories. It's the fastest, it's one of the fastest growing features on social media. 
Instagram is working to leave them up on people's profiles or provide direct URLs. So as we see this direct messaging on the desktop become more advanced and they learn from these first couple of betas, I would expect them to fully fledge Instagram direct the way it is in your app. All right, that'll do it for episode six of Double Tap presented by Mulraney Media. I have been your host, Mike Mulraney. I look forward to hearing from you all again next week. You can find our podcast anywhere podcasts can be listened to, be it right here on the Anchor.fm network or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere podcasts can be listened to, you can find us. Be sure to visit our website, MulraneyMedia.com. We can help you take your business, your brand, your band, you personally, your social accounts to the next level. We provide social media management, advertising, auditing, email marketing services, website building and SEO. You can follow our company on Facebook, on Instagram, and if you are curious about what services we offer and you don't want to dive in head first, dip your feet in the pool and check us out on Fiverr. I'd be more than happy to put together one or two potential posts for you through the Fiverr client for five or ten bucks, whatever it is. It's Mulraney Media everywhere, Fiverr, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram TV, MulraneyMedia.com. Be sure to check it out. You can listen to all the old episodes of Double Tap right there as well. The website's up. You, Everything's there. We hope that you would subscribe, rate, comment on this podcast, wherever applicable, wherever you're listening. Help us get the word out. Help us continue to grow this community of consultants, freelancers, small business people interested in getting the most out of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, VSCO, Pinterest, everything under the sun. Keep it in mind. Catch you next week. Thank you.